Time for our monthly visit for the town manager of Mansfield. Ryan Aylesworth joins us this morning. Ryan, good morning. Did the town of Mansfield survive Groundhog Day all right? <laughs> good, mor- good morning, Wayne. Great to be on your program. Um, yeah, although, I mean, on, on that topic, I understand uh, from, from what I was listening to yesterday that, uh, you know, this is a tough act to follow because you have Scramble the Duck uh, predicting uh, the onset of spring. See, I always thought Punxsutawney Phil had uh, kind of cornered the market, but now I'm learning that uh, there's Scramble the Duck and his prognostications that we have to keep track of as well. Scrambles from Eastford. Then you got Connecticut Chuckles out in Manchester, and on a sunny morning, Chuckles did not see her shadow. I think this thing is a big scam. <laughs> yeah, you know, you never know how much uh, stock you can put in wildlife predicting the weather, right? But, uh, but hey, in all seriousness, all, all kidding aside, we are obviously on the precipice of a really bad cold snap, uh, at least for southern New England standards, and we want to make sure that, you know, all our residents in town that are listening, um, certainly if, if power is lost and your home starts to get cold, uh, please do come to Mansfield Public Library or Mansfield Community Center. Um, you know, we have long hours of operation at those facilities and, and get warm, stay warm, and uh, we'll ride this out together. But it's been a very, very mild winter thus far. One might say if we get six more weeks of winter, it'll be the first six weeks of winter that we've had this season. Well, that's what I want. They're going to give me six more weeks of winter. I want the winter that we've had, including the warmest January in history. Tell me more about the warming centers and the hours, because the most of the centers I've seen around Connecticut, they're basically business hours, but the coldest weather is going to be overnight into tomorrow morning when people might need it the most. Right. So we're going to play it by year. We're going to be in constant contact with our emergency management director who gets regular updates from Eversource, and, and we'll get the latest numbers on outages and, and we'll see how we're faring and, and just as we did um, around around the Christmas holiday, I think it was Christmas Eve Eve into Christmas Eve when there were a tremendous number of households without power um, and we kind of extended things a bit. We'll, we'll play it by ear here and uh, and we'll do so at the, the community center would be um, kind of our primary warming station if there needed to be adjusted hours of operation. I saw the superintendent of schools announce the move-in date for the new Mansfield Elementary School, April 18th and 19th. Tell me more about that. Yes, we're very, very excited. Uh, we, we are very, very close to achieving a key milestone, uh, what's known as substantial completion. That's when we'll have beneficial use of the building, um, basically for all intents and purposes, ownership of the site will pivot from the general contractor, Newfield Construction, to the town, and it'll be our site, and the contractor will just be essentially doing punch list items. Uh, so we're very, very close to, to hitting that key milestone. Um, and uh, there's been, you know, uh, community uh, or outreach and communications going out to the community going back to January and, and um, additional communication that's actually going to be going out today to lay out additional logistical details about the move-in. Um, but right now, um, everything is in line for the new building coming online for students uh, April 18th and 19th. Uh, that's immediately following uh, the scheduled April break. Uh, right now, uh, the contractor's working primarily on punch list items, and we'll be concurrently doing furniture and furnishings uh, being assembled and installed. Uh, the districts you know, put together a really detailed transition plan that's ensuring that Students and families and staff um, are, are, you know, fully supported and, and ready for learning in April and uh, month, uh, the months of March and April. Um, we're going to be opening the building up 
uh, so that residents, uh, basically the community at large, can, can tour the campus, the building, um, and, and become familiar with the new facility. Uh, but obviously, as you can appreciate, our first, you know, utmost priority right now is just making sure that the building is uh, prepared for, for student learning. Uh, that's our top priority. And uh, very excited, though, that the project is this close to completion and look forward to the, the programs and, and community ribbon-cutting events that will take place uh, as things uh, get a little bit warmer and a little bit more conducive for outdoor events uh, in the spring. And we talked about this a couple months ago. I haven't talked about it the last couple of months, but on your website, the town's website, there's a camera, a live camera that you can actually watch the construction. And I'm curious, uh, two things. Number one, did that get a lot of traffic? I'm sure there's a way to track that. And two, now is it as much worth seeing because I'm guessing the outer facility is done and that's probably all you're seeing because more of the fix-up work is being done inside those walls. Right. No, I, I don't have the latest stats, but you're right. That has gotten a lot of traffic, especially as, as you just suggested, when there was a lot of outdoor work and uh, work being done that was uh, visible from, from the outside. Uh, last uh, half a year or so, a lot of the work has pivoted uh, to inside as we got uh, sort of weather tight. Um, that's a little bit uh, less showy from the standpoint of an outside uh, webcam. But, uh, but, yeah, it's been very popular. The other thing that's been very popular, I don't know if you've had a chance to check them out, Wayne, but a member of our school building uh, committee, Chris Kiefner, um, has been doing periodic walkabouts of the building, posting uh, video vignettes on uh, Mansfield's YouTube channel and uh, giving people a chance to see different parts of the building. And uh, so I know that's uh, that's been very popular and that those videos have uh, gotten a lot of views as well. Yeah, I would think the ones who probably watch it the most are the parents who have kids that will be going to the new Mansfield Elementary School. It's all good news. How about updating your master planning work? That's a work in progress. Yeah, we're doing a lot of planning on a lot of fronts, but I, I think I'd probably want to highlight uh, because it's uh, you know going to be kicking off here uh, very soon. Uh, Mansfield Parks and Recreation, we're kicking off a master planning process, and we're actually going to be doing a, a, a ton of community engagement, a, a lot of um, public listening sessions and gathering public input. And, and I want to make sure everybody's aware that on Wednesday, February 15th, uh, I think it's 6 to 7.30 at Mansfield Middle School. Uh, we're going to be doing a, a session with members of the community on, on the vision and the future of Mansfield Parks and Recreation. So that covers everything from our community center to our open space to everything under Parks and Rec. We want to make sure we get as much feedback from the community as possible. And that's one touch point. There will be others. There will be surveys and other public meetings that happen. But want to make sure the people are aware of that opportunity on Wednesday, February 15th at the middle school. And also I want to make sure, um, because I know it's always challenging, I, I speak from experience, uh, having three young kids, but uh, we're actually going to be providing child care uh, for, for families with kids that are 2 to 12 so that um, you know they're able to attend and, and, and share their perspectives. I know it's always challenging when you have kids. A lot of times people miss out on things, uh, so we want to make it as easy as possible for people to to come and participate, and uh, there's more information about that on, on our website. And this idea of getting community feedback on whatever the program is, you're, you're big into that. You've got some other aspects of Mansfield that you've asked for community input on. Tell me about those. Absolutely. If you work in local government, well, hopefully if you work in you know any level of government, um, you know feedback from the public you serve is of paramount importance, but I think it's doubly or triply important at the local level. We want to make sure that all our 
programs, initiatives, projects, you know, just day-to-day work. Everything that we do are, are responsive to community needs, are meeting community needs and expectations. And we want to make sure that we're keeping residents informed of what's going on. Right now, there's, there truly is an awful lot going on in town. In some ways, it's challenging to keep up with the pace of everything. But, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we have a long-range plan, our Mansfield Tomorrow Plan. And uh, over the next couple of years, that's a 10-year plan. Over the next couple of years, we're going to be uh, doing a, a rewrite of that, and that will involve um, a lot of community engagement as well. But we do try as best we can, um, and we've rolled out a number of different means of doing this, uh, to get the word out, you know, to get the word out through digital means, through tra- traditional means, and, uh, and, and get public feedback about the work that we're, we're doing, whether it's, you know, uh, facilities master planning or uh, neighborhood redevelopment planning or, again, just sort of day-to-day work, which is really important um, in, the, in the town of Mansfield. And actually, one of the things I want to highlight, I know I had an opportunity um, in, in a previous uh, appearance on your program to mention that we're piloting a four-day work week at Town Hall, Monday through Thursday, uh, with extended hours uh, on those days um, and then being closed Friday, which was always uh, historically a half day. Um, but there's an opportunity for the public to provide feedback there. You know, we've provided a, a web-based survey, so uh, we want public feedback to make sure that um, that new mode of operation, you know, to, uh, to see how it's working, we, we believe it'll be successful, but we want to hear about people's experiences, and we want to be responsive to that. Do you have an early exit poll on that? He says tongue-in-cheek. In other words, uh, has there been early response to the four-day work week, or is that still a poll? It's a work in progress. Very much still a work in progress. We launched it in early January, so we're actually you know, just about a month in. But uh, you know, early returns have been pretty favorable. Um, certainly, uh, you know, we, we want to make sure that it's meeting resident expectations and it's working for the community we serve. But as I as I described uh, when we talked about it before, you know, this is also an initiative to try to improve uh, employee work-life balance and help us recruit and retain the best employees. And so we want to make sure that it's working for our employees as well in their day-to-day schedules. And so uh, based on the, the anecdotal feedback thus far that we've received from employees and, and the public, uh, seems to be going very well. But we're uh, obviously going to give this some time, and, and we'll see how we fare over the next several months. And conversely, I would imagine if there is enough negative feedback, you go back to a five-day week, even though right now you're not getting that negative feedback. But if there was, this is not a, a done deal yet. Absolutely. You know, it's, it, it's, a, it's a pilot and, and a trial period for a reason. And uh, if, uh, if it's not successful and, and, and sort of commandingly so, we would absolutely uh, revert back to our previous operation or hours of operation, you know, if... Um, if it's generally successful, but there are a couple things we need to tweak, perhaps like specific hours of operation over, you know, the four days uh, that we're open, that's another possibility too. But we'll we'll take it as it comes, and uh, you know, it could be anything from discontinuing the program to continuing on exactly as we're implementing it now to kind of revising things and, and something in between. So uh, we will see. There's a link on the Mansfield CT homepage to provide that feedback. So here we are now in February 2023, and in February 2022, last year, Mansfield partnered with Wyndham to promote Restaurant Week. Will that happen again this year? So yes, we are doing Restaurant Week this year, and uh, and, and staff from both towns have been uh, working diligently on this since the fall. 
uh, Town of Mansfield staff, Mansfield Downtown Partnership, uh, Wyndham's Economic Development Department, and the Willimantic Downtown Neighborhood Association. So it's going to kick off February 20th. That's the Monday of President's Day weekend. It's going to continue through Sunday, March 5th. Uh, publicity is going to start rolling out here in a big way uh, starting next week, and I know the restaurants are finalizing their menus. Uh, some of the, the uh, restaurants participating this year, Stone Row, Willie Brew, Coyote Flacco, Gansett Wraps, The Heart, uh, there's going to be quite a few more. And uh, I want to make sure to acknowledge our, our top sponsors, Doug Lane Cafe, Eastern Connecticut State University Foundation, Fenton River Grill, uh, Zlatina Construction, Fine Fettle and Crane Hill Contracting. So uh, folks need to remember, you can go to taste2towns.com. The menus are going to be posted there uh, very soon. You can learn about the prefix uh, pricing and, and uh, the takeout options. And February 20th to March 5th. Speaking of construction, there seems to be a lot of construction right now going on the UConn campus and at Four Corners. What's the impact on your community with that new work? Definitely um, a lot of impact on, on a wide range of fronts. You know, um, motor vehicle traffic and, and, and bottlenecking does occur. Um, there's always, uh, you know, concern and, and it's, uh, special attention that needs to be paid to pedestrian safety and, and, and foot traffic safety um, when you have uh, high high levels of construction going on. Um, but yes, there there are a number of significant projects taking place um, on the Yukon campus as well as just off campus right now. So, you know, on the Yukon campus, there's the South Campus Residence Hall construction that's going on. I believe that's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 650 beds and uh, I think a 500 seat dining hall, if I remember correctly. Uh, and that's expected to open in 2024. So. Um, any anybody who's you know driving by Mirror Lake and glancing over campus can see that uh, there's a lot of change taking place uh, where that facility is currently being built. Uh, Mansfield Apartments, right across from Town Hall and the Mansfield Community Center, you know by the intersection of 195 and 275, um, that's uh, in the process of being demolished uh, for a redevelopment of, of that site by UConn. I believe um, they're proposing 900. Uh, around 900 beds there, although that's still undergoing land use uh, review. Um, but a lot of considerations in terms of how that project, you know, abuts uh, the Moss Sanctuary and uh, use of that property and access to the sanctuary. And, uh, and of course, just you know, considerations about um, the student population that will be living there, how they safely navigate um, that part of town to the Yukon campus. And so there's a lot to consider, you know, always, and, and UConn and the town, we, we, we talk an awful lot, and we try to make sure we get on the same page and make sure that uh, the development that's happening is, is being done in a, in, a, in a safe manner, in a thoughtful manner, and in a manner that uh, is least disruptive uh, to, to the community. But the reality is when you have all these different projects going on, and, and of course, you know, as a further Further along project, the, the Northwest Science Quad and the Science One complex that's coming online, you know, that, that was a big project that had a lot of implications for uh, through traffic on North Eagleville Road. And so uh, between the Yukon projects and then, as I said, the off-campus projects uh, like the Standard at Four Corners um, and, and a lot of these other projects that are taking place in the town, there's just a lot for us to think about at kind of a 20 and 30,000-foot level and make sure that we... Uh, you know, we're being as least disruptive as possible to people's daily lives. And Ryan, I'm short on time here, but you had some other news you wanted to share? 
Yeah, so uh, let's see. So uh, I guess I want to make sure that everybody knows that um, today at 1, the Mansfield Public Library is going to be showing the movie Till. It's the story of Emmett Till. It's a great new series uh, they're launching Friday afternoons at the library. It's a great chance for movie buffs to catch new releases. Uh, I want to make sure that the Senior Center, everybody knows that the Senior Center is offering tax assistance through AARP Tax Aid. Um, that's uh, starting Tuesdays from now through April 6th. Uh, it is by appointment, so please do call ahead and make an appointment. And uh, definitely, definitely want to make sure that listeners know that the Mansfield Community Center um, is giving new members their first month free if they sign up in the last two weeks of February. That's just a, a great deal. It's a phenomenal facility. I uh, want people to check it out. And, of course, if you can get the first month free, what better way to do it than that? And, uh, and again, we start off talking about the weather and uh, how it will be kind of bone-chilling cold over the next uh, couple of days. So we want people to stay safe, stay warm, and please do come to the library or Mansfield Community Center um, if you're in need of warmth during this. Ryan, good to catch up with you again. Thanks for joining me this morning. And Thanks, Wayne. All right. Ryan Aylesworth, Mansfield Town Manager on 14 WILI Willimannick and 95.3 FM.